Welcome back. Welcome back to episode 62 of SEC Talks. This is your co-host, Caden, and I'm here with Hanley Jackson. And we have a very special guest tonight, uh, Mr. Robert Gillespie. Robert, how are you doing today? Doing pretty good. I'm very self. Uh, doing good, Robert. Thanks for coming on the show. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. We're going to go over, obviously, this past weekend. We're going to go over the CFP and our predictions. There's really three main teams we want to discuss Certified because financial planner. <coughs> that's that too. Um, but <laughs> sure, talk with advisor. But then we also um, are going to touch on the Heisman, and obviously, there's not a uh, bunch of games to preview for this upcoming weekend, but we're going to touch on the SEC championship and how LSU just completely Sucks. blew their chances of anything. This may be the most meaningless SEC championship we've had in a long time. Y'all thought about that? I think since like 05 or 06. It's, it's been a long time. I mean, no one could have predicted what was going to happen this past weekend. I mean, that was based off, based off, based off two weeks ago. I, I could have predicted it just based off of everything that happened. But now I was telling, I think I was telling you, Jackson, that at this point, after these last two weeks, there's no like guaranteed wins in football. Like yeah. you just have to, it doesn't matter who's playing who, you have to show <laughs> up and play because these last two weeks have been wild. Well, I guess I wasn't able to share my personal experience being in Columbia for the worst game That's true. of the season. We're not there last week. Uh, <laughs> by far the worst game of the season, without any doubt. I would have rather been at the Georgia game than being at the South Carolina. Because at least the Georgia the Georgia loss made sense. I do hate it for you that you that broke so far. I haven't been to UT game in 13 years. 13 years. I drive my butt over to Columbia, South Carolina, just to watch us do nothing. From the very first play, I saw our defense lineup. I'm thinking, what the heck is going on here? I could tell her just right off the bat that our lineup did not look normal. Like I knew something was going on there. I don't know. But <coughs> there was a small glimpse of hope. We They scored them like, ooh, okay, maybe it's just kind of a one-and-done type deal. We scored very quickly on our first offensive drive. We scored. There, was, there was nothing wrong with y'all's offense. No, there wasn't. It was, it was uh, just okay not stop them. Their defense was doing pretty well, too, though. I, would say. I think so. Uh, it was fine, but if Hendon hadn't gotten hurt, y'all would have probably scored 45, which should win you every game. It should. But the, our defense was atrocious. Um, what's his face? Haddon, Kamal Haddon. Was ticking Terrible. off every single South Carolina fan. Yeah. Um, you know, it was uh, overall disappointing, you know, going with the expect expectation of a team that good doing well against the South Carolina team. Well, to mm-hmm. me right now, if, if y'all had not lost that game, Alabama would not be in the conversation. And Ohio State probably wouldn't either. It would just be if USC loses Tennessee's in. That's all it would be. We would be number five. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Guaranteed number five spot in the yeah. CFP. And if USC lost, Cal would be in, and no one would argue Ohio State or Bama should be in over. My so, personal opinion, it makes more sense for a one-loss team to be in <laughs> versus a two-loss team. 
Because here's, I mean, I guess we'll talk a little more about this later. I'm probably getting too far in front of it, but I don't know. Overall, it was a very, very unfortunate event being in Columbia for that game. Um, you know, I would have rather been at the Georgia one. You know, there's not a game. I, I mean, I obviously I would have picked any other game than right. that weekend. It was just the worst game for me to go to. But you know, it is what it is. There are there are such things as upsets. Uh, made me feel a little bit better in the fact that Clemson lost them as well. Not completely because I think Clemson's overrated in the first place. Right. But um, I tell you, I mean, it was a brutal environment to be in. I'm overall. sure it was. All right. Well, there's your recap from Jackson from two weeks ago. But why don't we go ahead and get into our recap of this past week's game of Rivalry Week. The first game of the week, we had Mississippi State and Ole Miss in the That was a Bowl. good game. It was a great game, Thanksgiving. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, we had Mississippi State won 24-22. Will Rogers went 27-39 uh, for 239 yards. It's not too Two bad. touchdowns and an interception. Jackson Dart went 30-38 of 38 for 250 and two touchdowns. Uh, both quarterbacks didn't play too bad. No, honestly, um, Jackson Dart – Without a doubt, played a little bit better than Will Rogers, just completion-wise and throwing. Not by he much, did. but he did. Um, I thought Mississippi State played good. I'm pretty sure I, I called this game. Um, Ole Miss just kind of fell off here at the end of the season. Um, and this game was in Starkville, wasn't it? Like maybe? No, it was in Oxford. It was in Oxford. It was at Vault Hemingway. You're right. Um, good win by Mississippi State. I, I would I would consider this a good year for them to have gone eight and four. Well, they certainly weren't sitting under a shade tree. <laughs> they the, were not eating fish sandwiches with their fat girlfriends. No, they were not. There's doing no that. doubt about that. <laughs> Saturday night they shut up to play. I mean, or Thursday night. Mississippi State quite obviously wanted it more than Ole Miss. Lane seemed kind of checked out throughout the whole entire game. To me, it's it kind of weird. It was almost like. I anticipated him the very next day saying I'm going to Auburn based on how his demeanor was that whole entire It was, it was game. really odd. I don't know if you can agree with me on that, but it was it just was, it was a different demeanor. Yeah. I think, mm-hmm. you know, obviously he's staying. We'll let Hanley get more into that later. But, yeah, I mean, I think Mississippi State showed up. I think they deserved that win. I'm happy for them. That was a good win for them overall. I agree. Next game of the week we had Arkansas at Missouri. Missouri won 29-27. K.J. Jefferson went 20-27 of for 212 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Cook from Missouri went 16-26 of for 242 yards, a touchdown, and 138 rushing yards and a touchdown. Now, I want to say this real quick regarding Missouri. Yeah, they're kind of at the bottom of the totem pole in the overall SEC, especially the West. But, man, they, they will sneak up on you. They, they kind of <coughs> snuck up. They at least gave some people a run for their money this year. I don't know right. if you agree with me on that. But, I mean, they're not. Well, it should be Auburn. They should have. But Auburn, that was their, a good win for Auburn. fan kicker missed a 20-yard field goal. Obviously, <laughs> obviously Missouri, Missouri did in a – Missouri, as far as the bottom of the totem pole teams go in the SEC, I'd say they're probably the better. Of I, that, of that I could agree with that. They, they really, oh, yeah, to me, they, they look better. Yeah, I than think what they have. I think they, 
minimal but slow improvement throughout the season, I would argue. I agree. Um, they could be a potential middle-tier threat next season. You're probably right. If this, if this continues. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know what to think about Arkansas. They they ended up 6-6. Six and six. I'd like to uh, next week go over kind of the biggest disappointments and stuff like that, but they've got to be up there with the biggest disappointments of the SEC. Couldn't you all agree with that? Um, I mean, there are people that thought I'd they, agree. they could go 9-3 or 10-2. Especially how – I mean, they weren't – they did better last year, didn't they? they did, oh, yeah. And they really pretty much have the same team. I know. They lost, They did you know, lose Traylon Burks, who was huge. And then they got Hazelwood. They got Hazelwood. They still got Raheem Sanders, who is, if not the best, the second best running back in the SEC. I mean, he's big time. It's a coaching issue with them, I think. <laughs> you think so? I'd say he's third. Well, I – Quinshawn and Jameer. I can't say. Uh, I'd probably put A-Chain above. A-Chain's good. A-Chain's real good. Dude, I, I hope. Is he going to the draft? I don't know. Because he'd be a, a portal pickup. He'd make some money, whoever. Yeah. Like I, mean, I don't know. I think Arkansas looked over some teams this season by far. I think KJ. I think we overrated him a lot. I said that before the season. I still think he's a decent quarterback. He just underperforms. I mean, he has – his stats are very weird. I mean, he throws the ball like 20 times a game at most. I know. It's like Levis. It's very it's run Levis. heavy. Oh, Levis was the biggest flop of, this, of the SEC, I think. I swear, if he gets drafted top 10, he's going to get drafted I'm going to lose 10. my crap. He was the biggest it's flop the quarterback of the SEC, I think. I mean the, – There's a bigger one that I – I'd like to mention that is that gets a lot of hype that is even way worse than Levis. And that's Anthony Richardson. Oh gosh, yeah. Oh my he's kind of out of the conversation though. He's been out of the conversation. You say that. They every time I turn on ESPN. Every time I turn on ESPN, they're like, he's got all the tools. Vince Young. They lost they, to Florida State. Florida State is decent. They are, but, but <laughs> I mean Okay. I think they're ranked like sixteenth. Yeah, no, they're they're a decent team. Which let me move on to the next game real quick because it's got Florida in it. Florida and Florida State. Florida State won 45-38. Anthony Richardson stat line. Nine of twenty-seven. Oh God. I swear I could do that. That's terrible. 198 yards, three touchdowns, and an interception. I don't understand how he had two hundred yards, three touchdowns. Off of nine of twenty-seven? That had to be on the lack of Florida State's own defense in certain areas. It just had to be big plays. Yeah, it had to be. Nine completions for 200 yards? I mean, as far as completions to yards, that's not bad. But when you're talking about, what, 9 out of 28? 27. 27. Terrible completion. Horrible. He's probably just (coughs) sending out piss missiles left and right. Honestly, Florida didn't play that horribly. Can I bring – speaking of stats, I just had to bring this up. This is not SEC. Okay. Did y'all watch the Oregon-Oregon State game? Horrible coaching. Did you watch it? Uh, yeah. Hey, are they the, the Badgers? The, the Beavers. Beavers, yeah. So, you know, Oregon State beat Oregon. Yeah. Okay. 38 to 34. Oregon State put up 38 points on Oregon, who was ranked ninth. Oregon State's quarterback, his stat line, he was 6 for 13. Hold on. 6 for 13 for 60 yards and two interceptions. Well, they, he didn't throw a pass the last five drives. But that's crazy. Well, did I don't know? Did you watch the game? Not, not really. It, 
I, I watched it, the it end. It was a horrible cause... game. They won. <coughs> Dan Blaney literally lost the game for Oregon. For Oregon. Both, they should be in the playoff. Yeah, he's lost all their games. Or they, they should at least be fighting USC for the playoff right now, this weekend. But he lost them the opportunity. One, he went for it against Washington when they then their only loss of the season was to Georgia. He went for it on fourth down on their own 30-yard line, up by three. Without Bo. Or tied. Maybe, yeah. Bo's out of the game for yeah, their injury. Tied. They were tied. Tie game. Goes for it on his own 30-yard line. Missed it. This game right here, one, the punter fumbled a punt and recovered it on his own one-yard line. So they got a free, a free play on that. They got a free touchdown. Then they're up by three on their own 28-yard line, fourth and one, and they decide to go for it again and miss it and lose. So it's horrible coaching to me. I think it is his first head coaching gig. It is, but still, man. Whatever. Anyways, let's go back. We got to keep on chugging. We got next game, Georgia Tech versus Georgia. Georgia won 37-14. Stetson went 10 of 18, 140 yards and two touchdowns. Georgia started off slow but ended up kind of pulling away and doing their thing. A little bit exciting seeing Georgia Tech have that first touchdown up on the board. Just a I, little bit. I really was interested to see what would happen yeah. there. But, you know, at the end of the day, Georgia's just I way still think better. we talked about this last week when it was just me and you. <laughs> Georgia plays up to competition and down to competition. Yep. Like, it's if so you, weird. If you don't think they're going to bring it when they play the big boys, you're wrong. Like, they, I, they brought their best when they played y'all. They brought it when they played Oregon. They have brought their best when they've played the best. Mm-hmm. And they have not done so when they've played the mediocre teams. I'll be interested to see where Stetson gets drafted. Not high, if at all. I think I think he'll get drafted. He, he is a very mediocre I'm going to guess like fifth round. I'd say fifth or sixth. Yeah. yeah. Um, next game, we got South Carolina versus Clemson. South Carolina plays bully ball again and ruins Clemson's chances. South Carolina wins 31-30. Spencer Rattler goes 25 of 39, 360 yards, two touchdowns, and two picks. DJ Uyangale, this is the worst stat of the day. Eight of 29, 99 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. What is it with this? I mean, this may just be because we do a podcast and we pay attention to stats. Horrible. But That's like, horrible. This year, has it, has it not seemed like this year has had – so many good teams with starting quarterbacks have horrible stats like yeah. that. I mean, how many times have we seen Jaden Daniels, Will Levis, DJ Ukulele? Now, like it, all these guys, the big time quarterbacks have showed up: Bryson, CJ, and Caleb Williams, Hendon, Hendon, uh, Bo, Bo showed up. Uh, Drake May finally had a bad game against NC State this past week, but. There were only about six quarterbacks that it felt like really showed up every week. Anyways. I agree. I agree. Um, so, big big game for South Carolina. Um, yeah, he, was that was running his mouth. That, to me, is is one of the, the better, uh, you know, one of the teams that outdid their expectations. Props to Shane Beamer. Go eight and four. Ruin back-to-back teams' chances at playoffs. I know that sucks for y'all, but – you know, there's got to be some credit given there. Yeah. Football. Um, Rattler showed up in the big games. I don't know how. Um, you know, 
it, it was pretty shocking it to me. It made me so mad, though. Rattler threw two picks against Clemson, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. They do have a really good defense. He, threw, he threw a pick every freaking game, bro. Except, no, but there's not even a difference between there's a difference between making a play on defense and Rattler throwing the ball to the guy. I understand. He didn't do he didn't make any mistakes against us. <laughs> no, like, he was he all. was prime Tim Tebow. Literally. Yeah. He's better um, than Prime Tim Tebow. So yeah. Next game we got Louisville and Kentucky. Kentucky got the upset here. 26-13. Will Levis goes 11 of 19 for 188 yards and two touchdowns. It's fine. Did he uh did they finish seven and five or six and six? I am not sure. I think it's seven and five. I think you're right. But I, I don't understand they don't throw the ball very much. To me, it's like I, I do get the idea that he's been a disappointment. But also, I don't feel like they really let him air it out. They never have. They didn't even last year with Wanda. His, his attempts will be like 20, 25 a game, well, which isn't much. They've always been run heavy with Chris Rodriguez. Which I understand. He's Benny good. Snell. Remember Benny Snell? And, and they, they've had good running backs, but if you've got a big-time quarterback, let him rip. Let it rip. So, I don't know. But next game of the day, we had Auburn and Alabama for the Iron Bowl. Alabama won 49-27. Robbie Ashford, stellar game. Hey, no, hold on. With all the crap you've given him, I'm I not, think he played pretty well. I'm not giving him credit. <laughs> it's not It's not impressive to me. Poor like, Robbie. He had 77 yards passing. Oh, yeah. God. That's what I judge a quarterback on. Yeah, but, but judge that's a quarterback not his game. On. He's not good at passing. What, what are his well, then he sucks. <laughs> What's his completion record for the game? 11 of 23. Uh, I can't give him that. No! I can't give him that. Well, I'm not bad. saying no, look, good. He I'm ran saying well. for Robbie. Putting up 24 points, I expected y'all to get blown out by 50, if I'm being honest. I did, too. My guess was like 49 to 3. Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought I was just more disappointed in Alabama's defense. Because we, yeah, we, we almost – all year. If t- Tank was the uh, – if Tank had gotten more carries – we could have had 300-yard rushers in that game. And, you know, if if Javaris – that's his name, right? Uh, no. The running back. Jarquez. Jarquez, sorry. If Jarquez doesn't fumble, fumble. and if it really could the punt returner – I don't think that ball was tough. I don't either. But if they if they if if he doesn't make it close – It could have been a closer game. It could have been a closer game. That's what I'm saying, man. I, Auburn sucks. And <laughs> – and even then, like that, that game probably should have gone an extra touchdown Auburn's way. Yeah. Like, Bama's offense is good, but they just, to me, they still had a ton of penalties. They still had like 10 or 15 penalties. They, they like broken the record for penalties in the season. There was something during that game. I forget what it was. It was a um, kick return. It was a punt return. He was talking about. Yeah, I don't know that. I think there is no contact there personally. I do understand why they didn't overturn it though. As much yeah. as as much as like, you have to look at the ball and the direction, that was a terrible call. Bro. But there's nothing to overturn it because you know it has to be 100 percent conclusive evidence. Yeah, I will say this, man. Bryce balled out 343 yards, three touchdowns. Bama's receivers actually look. That was probably their best. Well, game. now hang on, their best game. It, it ain't that impressive when it's against the jelly beans. I mean, our secondary sucks. 
We had one dude who in one game, I was there. I watched him get five interference calls in the first quarter. That's horrible, Robert. Amen, brother. Robert, uh, <laughs> as an Alabama fan, you're the only Alabama fan here. I want to hear what? Yes, Caden? I'm trying to see if this computer's on. <laughs> okay. Come sign. Come sign. All right, Robert, I want to hear what are your opinions on this season as a Bama fan? Um, disclaimer: <laughs> I know nothing about <laughs> football. <laughs> Born and raised an Alabama fan, been one my entire life. Love the Tide. I was there during the school years. My first game was when uh-huh. the tornado almost hit the stadium. That was tough. <laughs> <laughs> and um, but. Uh, this season, it was, you know, I, I, <laughs> I think that uh, as a Bama fan, you kind of get spoiled. And I think that there are a lot of fans that have way too high expectations of what you should be expecting every year. And I think that those are uh, kind of uh, impossible to meet for 15 years in a row. Right. You know, if you have two... <laughs> If you have two losses in a season, you consider that a bad season. Hey, that's pretty good for most teams. Robert, welcome to the show. I'll be back next week. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's let's, let's move on. That's good, exactly good what I was hoping for when I asked him that question. <laughs> Click disclaimer. <laughs> All right, next game we have LSU at Texas A&M. Texas A&M wins 38-23. Jaden Daniels. Talk about an upset. Holy crap. Yeah, you. that was bad. Like, that wasn't. What What a disappointment. Which Which is worse? I want to see Texas A&M crash and burn this year. Which is worse, the, that or the South Carolina beating Tennessee? Definitely South Carolina beating Tennessee. Yeah, I'd say that. Especially Green. <laughs> okay. But what, what hurts more, better than A&M. What hurts more, the fact that LSU had a chance to play for the playoff or the fact that A&M now is not in dead last of the SEC? Honestly, I think it's the fact that A&M is now not dead last in the SEC solely because – I was so happy that they were going to be dead last. Me too. I mean, I think it's very well deserved considering all of Jimbo's smack talk. He's up on his pedestal thinking he's Jesus and all. Who's dead last? Yeah. It's like a tie between Vanderbilt, Vandy, Auburn, A and M, maybe Mizzou. I can't remember. There's a few teams. I think a loss was very well deserved by A and M. LSU not making the playoffs. What I could give or take. I don't. Really what care are we about doing that. though? What is LSU doing? They had a chance to make the playoff. They had a real chance. Not a great chance because well, they still had to beat Georgia. That's but the Brian Kelly special. You got to right go win. The, Dang, it is a Brian Kelly special. That's what it is. Something Notre Dame would have done. You I go, mean, you yeah. start out eleven and then you go lose to Austin. It's a Brian Kelly issue. It's history. History. history repeats itself with the same people. There you go. I'm not. I'm not very surprised. I mean, I'm surprised, but the fact that it's Brian Kelly starts to make more sense. 
I'm just ticked off that A&M is now not in dead last because that is so deserved that they be dead last, yeah. considering just the way Jimbo is. Yep. At the end of the day, their program is still in dead last because everybody else has been in rebuilding years. A&M was not in a rebuilding year. I will say this, too. I was looking today at the recruiting rankings, and Auburn's moved up to 32 from, like, 57. Y'all are so, that far down? Dude, it was bad. We've gotten, like, four or five recruits since uh, Harson left. Goodness gracious. Because he wasn't in those schools on Friday night. And I think, and I think we're about to get there's, – there's two five-stars that I think we may get right here. They're like a package deal that if we got them, I think it would move us up to top 20. They're 23? Yes. What are their names? Both D-line. I'm not sure their names. They both are from Montgomery, though. We just got a big five-star the other day. David so, Hobbs, D-lineman. Oh. So, all right, well, let's go on to the last game of the week. we got Tennessee at Vandy. I know you're a little bit worried about this game. But I Tennessee was. did I their job. Too. 56 to nothing. That was the perfect trap game. Um, look, I thought Tennessee just came in and bully balled it. Milton was fine. Through over through one. Yeah. He was he's good not, enough. He's not ready to go let it rip yeah. like Hendon, but he had 364 rushing yards as a team. He just bully balled it, which is exactly what you should do. Here's go guarantee the win. Go get yourself, uh, you know, uh, New Year's Bowl um, and <laughs> declare it our state. As it should have, no doubt. As it is, I mean, here's the thing with Milton. I mean, Hendon also overthrew a lot. I think Hendon throws some missiles. He has a very, he has a cannon of an arm. If he focuses more, a little more on accuracy versus Milton. just power, Milton. Yeah. yeah. If he throws a little more for accuracy versus power, I think Hendon, uh, not Hendon, Milton's completion record may go up a little bit more. I'm not very, I'm not worried per se about him being the starter next year uh, assuming he is but obviously there's a lot to work on we saw what Heupel was able to do with Hendon Heupel was a quarterback himself he's coached quarterbacks very well obviously Heupel was a quarterback mm-hmm. he was the Heisman runner-up I would have thought he was the yeah. center the Heisman runner-up he's an ugly Get human this. Damn he Get is this. yeah he was the Heisman runner-up and throwing 10 interceptions. Well, yeah, back in the day, interceptions were like, you know, uh, oh, crap. Don't me, don't, uh, don't kill me for saying this if it's wrong. Um, Joe Montana. Is that right? Yeah. No, sorry. Joe Namath. Um, Broadway Joe, if I'm not mistaken, has more career interceptions than touchdowns. And he's in the Hall of Fame. They're different. If it's not right. more interceptions, it's a ton. So, it's interesting little tidbit there. But yeah, that is interesting. Um, well, let's talk about one more thing real quick before we have to end the episode. Let's talk real quick about the Heisman. To me, after Stroud lost, the the game switches completely to Caleb Williams. It's his to lose. Stroud didn't play great. Um, and y'all know how it works when you lose a game, they just your odds just dip hard. Well, it's so. interesting because the top candidates four weeks ago literally have either lost or all gotten hurt. Mm-hmm. Like Caleb Williams was like sixth or seventh, like, but then mm-hmm. Hinden's obviously hurt, Quorum's hurt, Bo had lost two games since then. Uh, Stroud just got Drake destroyed. May lost, Drake May lost. Like, 
it just changed. Caleb so, Williams was always just like sitting there, just waiting. And currently, like, the top four odds, and this is bizarre. Caleb Williams minus three thousand, which is a heavy favorite. Yeah. To put that into perspective, that means you have to bet three thousand dollars in order to win one hundred dollars. They they have him as a heavy favorite. Next, you have Max Duggan at plus two thousand. That's a large difference there. Then C.J. Stroud at plus twenty five hundred, and Stetson Bennett at plus ten thousand. I'm interested to see who they invite. It'll be, I mean, I would love to see Hendon invited just because I feel so bad for him. Um, well, you know, he's still, Hendon's still a finalist for the Maxwell Award. Is he? Which is the best college football player. <coughs> and there's only three of those guys. Well, good for him. So they're still giving him credit. So hopefully they invite The Heisman him. seems like it's over. If, and I'll, I'll tell you, USC's playing good ball right now. It's not like one of these Pac-12 winners in the past where you, you're like, oh, you know, they could go into the playoff and get killed right now. They, to me, look like they could go in and make some noise right now. So if they show up this weekend against, I think, U, uh, is it Utah? I think it's Utah. If they could show up this weekend, um, he could wrap it up real quick. I agree. All right, we're going to end up this part one of episode 62, and we're going to catch you all on part two.